0: The Alter Life. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Some things just
1: can't be explained. Unexplainable like when Cheese gets its picture taken. What does it say exactly?
0: The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. What's up? It's Saturday
1: night. And it's 9 o'clock. And we're always here at this same time, this same as they say, same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>
0: And uh, much to your chagrin, we're here for the next two hours. So keep it locked here. we got some great music for you. And uh, we're excited about the topic. We are on show thrice in this seven-part series uh, on the churches in the Book of Revelation. Tonight we're talking about the compromising church. Ooh, compromise. So all you compromising people... Don't turn off your radios. Yeah, you need this message. You need it hardcore. <laughs> and uh, we do as well. Yes, we do. Because I'm full of compromise. Just ask you my are. <laughs> uh, why don't you get your Bibles out now. Revelation yeah. chapter 2, we I don't hear 12. your feet going to the cabinet <laughs> or wherever you keep your Bible. I don't Bible. hear your paper rustling. <laughs> that was pretty violent. <laughs> um, the compromising church, something that we are dealing with in this culture, especially, is the... The watering down and the, the mishmash of a lot of different doctrines and, uh, you know, just convoluted. I don't know if that's the right it word. It seems
1: like in this culture it's so hard to find truth. Like, there's so many shades of gray, if you will, and there's so many... Um, whatever happened to black and white? Whatever happened to truth and error? You
0: know, and it's so... It, it became African-American and Caucasian. That's what happened <laughs> to <right? laughs> it. Oh, that's where all the problems sh- started. <laughs> that <was laughs> a good PC it's, joke. Yeah, the PC This show is very anti-PC. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) Verse 12, chapter 2. It says, And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you, because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, Who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel. To eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent or else I will come to you quickly... And I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Whew. That was a lot. That was a lot. But it was so good.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just get convicted every time I read that. Um, just checking my own heart. You know, looking at myself and, and you know, looking at... You know the spiritual condition of my heart, and um, you know these are written to churches. You know, yeah. as in like a group of believers that are assembled together. But um, there's always a, another meaning when you look at your own life and your personal life, and you say, you know, is is am I doing that? Am I allowing um, error to kind of find a home inside my heart? You know?
0: Yeah. Am I really standing on the truth that I've you know been that's been brought to me? Like Paul always says, remember what what you've learned. And uh, one thing I think is great about the way Jesus, res- you know, interacts with these churches is that he doesn't come down on them first and foremost. He will then um, he tells them what he likes first. <laughs> no, he's he's very um, very good at you know encouraging us before he brings the hammer. So uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, that was the truth by Reliant K. Before that, you heard a little interlude from Redeemed Thought, our boys from the hood. <laughs> that was called, you guessed it, truth. <laughs> Catching a theme for the show, eh? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, truth. it's all about, you know, there's a lot of compromise in the church today, and also the church, you know, of that time period back at Pergamos, and uh, we're taking that and we are using these topics to speak to us as the current churchgoers in this 21st century.
1: Yeah, you know, like in that passage that you read, Jeff, where it was talking about um, the fact that Um, There's so many influences that are in their culture that are warring against them. And and Jesus kind of says, look, I I see where you're at. I see the stuff that you've been doing um, for me and, you know, how how you're in the middle of this horrible situation. And he kind of gives them, he acknowledges the fact that there's a struggle that's happening. Um, But he moves in, you know, right after that, after acknowledging that, he says, yeah, this is happening, but... He says, "There's a lot of stuff that's floating around right now, in the midst of you that that I don't like. In fact, one of the things he says he actually hates um, the yeah, doctrine you of the Nicene. Yeah, you don't hear
0: that word, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, so it's really important, you know, you know, we live in a culture where there's like millions and millions of things that are warring against our, you know, warring against our hearts and and trying to pull our attention away, and." Um, you know, there's things that are warring against our hearts. And, we, and Jesus understands the war that's going on. But at the same time, he's saying, hey, you know, watch it. Be be on guard. You know, there's a truth. There is truth and there is wrong. There is right, there is wrong. And um, we should be finding ourselves on the right side of the tracks.
0: Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, the, uh, the cool thing about Jesus... There's a lot of them, but <laughs> is that like, he totally he knows what it's like to be in our flesh? He's he's walked among us. He's yeah. not set these ground rules saying, know, Yo, listen, you're going to do all this stuff, and it's going to be impossible for you to do it, and I'm going to rebuke you, and you know you're not keeping up to my standards." He walked among us and dealt with all the same temptations that we deal with. I know it's hard for a lot of people to believe because you're like, "Well, he didn't have the internet, <laughs> you know, he didn't <laughs> have cable television." Well, he had you know basically everything at his fingertips, or at least the opportunity. You know, Satan given offering him like the kingdoms and all those things, and um, uh, he walked with him and dealt with them as a man. He didn't say, "I'm God," and I put these temptations behind me. He dealt with them head on like a man, and uh, he also he sees that that's the stuff that's around us, and uh, he wants us to push on through those things to to seek out the truth. Uh, and to you know be able to you know eat the meat and spit out the bones, basically. Yeah, so, uh,
1: and in the midst of all that, he's given us something to help us, and that is the Word of God, and that's something we're going to be talking a lot about for the rest of the night, um, the thing that comes alongside and, and helps us divide the truth. Uh, one thing I love about these churches, and what's really cool about um, when you read each one of these churches in Revelations, is Jesus always portrays himself to the church as a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this church, he's actually starting off by saying, Um, These things says he, Jesus, who has this sharp two-edged sword, um, and that is his word. And, um, you know, it says in John that Jesus is the word, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. Um, Jesus is, when he comes into our heart, is what divides the truth from the error. Mm -hmm. And um, so as we read about this Pergamos, and we read about all this weird doctrines that are kind of in the mix, in their mix of Christianity. Um, All the weird, like, things that they kind of bring in, the worship of a false god, um, you know, adding to or taking away from, you know, from the truth. Um, Jesus is saying the remedy really is, is, you know, I am the remedy, and coming in with a two-edged sword, I can divide out what's true and what's not true.
0: It's really cool because if you look... I know Matthew Henry says it in his commentary, but if you look at all the descriptions of Jesus that he gives himself, it's always specific to what the church needs. Yeah. Like, uh, with the persecuted church, he says, I am he who was dead and came to life. You know, it's something that, th- that would encourage them. And with Ephesus, you know, he's talking about, you know, wanting to, you know, get them back to their first love. And he said, you know, I'm the one who holds the stars in their hands and, um, and then with this one, obviously, talking about compromise, talking about the meddling, he's like, I'm the one that has the two-edged sword. You know, the word of God is that two-edged sword. And what better way to, like Brent said, cut through all the mishmash of what the garbage that's out there that can seep in than to have the, you know, the one thing that is absolute. We played that song by Thousand for Crutch earlier. The absolute tr- truth, which is not existent anymore in this world that we live in. You know, like,
1: it's like reading your Bible is so much more Important than just being able to check the Christian box, like oh yeah, you know I read my did my devotions this morning, I read my Bible, I read my three verses and moved on. Like it's like you know a lot of times we think about it as the thing we got to do in order to you know be a good Christian, and it's always like read your Bible and then pray, you know. And (laughs) it's like you know, but why is it so important? It's because there's so much out there that is in error, and um and we you know a lot of stuff being thrown at us all day long, and how are we to discern? what's truth and what's not if we don't understand the word of god you know i know jeff me and you both you work at a bank now but i used to work at a bank and one thing that um you'd always be able to recognize a a phony looking 20 dollar bill is because you really get to know and and learn what the real 20 dollar bill looks like so when a fake one comes along you're like wait a minute something isn't right about this dollar or this 20 dollar bill you know yeah, and you're not you studying up the that phony
0: thing. You're studying the real thing so yeah. that you can catch it right away. That's a great analogy. There's a verse in Ephesians uh, that, Jesus is ta- I'm sorry, that Paul is talking about. He says, We should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So important for us to stick to the truth. And uh, let's go back to what I was talking about in Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, Paul's encouraging that we We shouldn't be children You know He talks about it in other verses Where you know As dear children We desire like the pure milk Of the word And uh but there's also the meat, like you know, those devotion things and all that that kind of stuff is really nice. It's sweet and it, like gets you your little pep, you know, peppy step for the day. <laughs> but we need to get to the meat. You need to study the Word of God for what it is. You know, putting aside all the other you know pretty stuff, um, so that you know we would be grown up, and that we wouldn't be influenced by these winds of you know see stuff go through the church. It's like a wave, and everybody jumps on board. That's not really grounded in the Word. So it's very important to keep. Uh, that foundation of the Word of God, and only that. We're into hour two now. Thanks for sticking around. Hopefully, you have. Yeah. Or, or else I'm just talking to a bunch of empty cars. <laughs> People <laughs> abandoning their cars on the wait, side of the road. Wait a minute. It's ra- still on and I'd the radio's ha- still playing and they've left. I'd rather walk home than listen to <laughs> another second of this. And anyway. I'm going to walk
1: home and leave my car running. <laughs> that's it's, uh,
0: if that's the case, get back in your car and listen because it's time for our unbelievable that's segment.
1: right. Unbelievable. On point with what we're talking about tonight with the weird stuff that flies through the church and the, the strange things that occur and strange somehow happenings. the name of Jesus gets put on it, um, which is a tragedy, actually, because you know then the world sees this stuff and goes, "What? This is Jesus? I don't want anything to do with a Jesus who makes people bark like dogs and walk around like chickens and slither, slither like snakes." I was actually watching some video of this one. I will, I will need leave names out, but yeah, John, um, Doe. John Doe Ministries, right? Where people were like. You know, flapping around like fish out of water on the floor. And I'm like, yes, sign me up for that Christianity. I want to I flip
0: around like fishes on the floor. It's like Christian charades. <laughs> <And> that's church. <laughs> Sounds like two words stupid people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, you think about like holy laughter, like when you're just laughing because God's just a big joke. Yeah. <laughs> God is—he <laughs> has great comedic timing. Boy, I'll tell you what, God and his punchlines. Woo, <laughs> reminds <laughs> me like of Mary Poppins with the guy who just—I love to laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you just
1: start—you la- know—I actually tried this. You know, they say it's like in the spirit when laughing starts occurring. Yeah. Well. Is. I actually did an experiment when I was in college, and I just started laughing for no reason, and everyone in my dorm started laughing, going, what are you laughing at? And I had everyone laughing, and then I completely stopped and looked at them and said, why are you laughing? But oh, you must guys must be in the spirit, or maybe it's just that laughing is contagious. I don't know. I think
0: that's what it is. I think there's a, we try to over-spiritualize a lot of things. It's like, I'm barking like a dog, therefore I must be a Christian dog. Wait, yawning's <laughs> contagious. Why doesn't anyone yawn in the spirit? I do that. In my closet, though. Because if there's no interpretation for the yawning, then you know, you should keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, look, know, Case in point,
1: don't be crazy for Jesus like that. Don't be-
0: knock people over with sport coats in order to heal them. <laughs> Jesus doesn't like sport coats. He wears tunics. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
1: We're talking about when doctrine and when truth in your life slowly starts to make a left turn off the straight and narrow. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's not a, you know, a thing that's intentional. So, you know, you know you're know you walking, you know, you're following the Lord and everything's going great. And then something gets introduced and you start, you know, eh, you know, you get curious or something kind of straight. You kind of stray off
0: to the right or to the left a little bit. And it's innocent, you know, at first. And, and it's not even like sin that yeah. you're like going off. The, it's just that you're. You, the way you interpret something. You know, somebody something. gets you a
1: book or something, you read it, and you're like, oh, man, now you're to be a better man. Christian, I should, like, start, you know, doing miracles or something. And, <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like, you know, going to make get me
0: to the next plateau
1: of my yeah. walk with the Lord. And, and you still get all riled up about doing this thing.
0: <laughs> you start bringing incense around, like, <laughs> the love of Christ compels you. <laughs> you start, like, spraying people with it, and they're like... <sighs> <laughs> They're starting to melt to, away. I'm talking about my college days a lot in
1: this show, but I was in college, and this kid used to like anoint things with oil. Like he would walk around the dorm and just anoint like secular CDs, and you would like put oil on things. And you're like, you walk into your room, and you're like, dude, stop putting oil on my stuff. What's you freaking it's so me greasy out? greasy now. <laughs>
0: oh, oh by anointing a secular CD that makes it holy <laughs> that makes it holy yeah it's like, but that's the stuff that happens that it's like
1: it's like you know oh it sounds like a good idea you know like maybe we should do that you know maybe I should buy that you know that miracle water from that, that guy and it's like you know stuff so starts creeping in I'll say and um and then you find yourself like way off in left field somewhere and you're not even walking the right direction yeah. anymore you're kind of walking the opposite direction because you've
0: Straight off so far And um, I love those You know the books It's like the seven steps To a perfect Life or something like that It's like I'm sure the author Isn't living a perfect life So why would you want To read that <laughs> Yeah you know, It's like I remember somebody uh, Some famous author Wrote a book on prayer And At the end of his life His biggest problem Was that he wished He had prayed more and yeah. it's like, he's yeah, writing right. a book on prayer, and he wasn't even satisfied with his prayer life, so. it's
1: <laughs> like Paul, you know, at the end of his life saying, you know, I'm the cheapest of sinners, you know,
0: instead of getting better, yeah, <laughs> he's like realized how much worse he was and how much more he needed Jesus. So read the Bible, kids. It's good. Don't turn away from it. All right, that was Change My Name by Cadet. I love Cadet. And a perfect song to segue into the latter part of the section we've been talking about on compromise. What's the reward um, when we take Jesus' rebuke and we run with it? Uh, what you know, What is he promising there in Revelation? Brent, do you have that yes. chance? It says, To him
1: who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it.
0: And that's great, because there's a symbolism there, and uh, Matthew Henry the greatest commentator of all time, apparently. I don't know. (laughs) Word. Uh, He talks about the hidden man of being, you know, just the the communion of Christ, how it comes down to satisfy our soul. And he says, um, with the white stone, they actually used to give someone, when they were acquitted of all charges or or the absolution from their sin, they would receive a white stone. If they were found guilty, they would get a black stone and they'd be condemned. And uh, the new name, obviously, you know, referring to the adoption that we've received, that uh, you know, those that are adopted, they know that they've been chosen. And you may not even see a person and be like, "Oh, yeah I know that person's adopted." Like you don't know; it's not something that you can catch. But it's something you know—they know the name when they receive it, as it says in the Bible. And uh, it's very important to um, to take God at His word and to um, to look forward because He definitely has a promise for us that we can claim for ourselves as well.
1: Yeah, He says if he, if you overcome the temptation of going to the left or to the right. Um, and, and straying from his word if you overcome that he says he's going to give us like Jeff was saying manna which is just blessings and heavenly blessings and, and food from heaven which is an awesome thing and um, re- complete res- you know repentance um, absolution absolution <laughs> that is the word I was looking for from our sins and um, that we could be called his sons and that's a really that's a blessing um, and it's such a great reward for holding on to the truth as Paul said holding on to the things that you've heard to be true and not straying to the, the crazy winds of doctrine that are blowing around out there and continuing on with the reward you know at the end of the bible and the end of revelation jesus basically says he who adds to this book i will add all the plagues of this book and he who <laughs> takes away from this book or this truth um, i will take away your name from the land's book of life it's serious when god's talking about the word of god and straying from the straight and narrow of the word of god he's pretty serious about the consequences of that And um, we should be serious about that as
0: well, you know, being his kids. And we uh, are so glad that you tuned in tonight, and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this topic. Hopefully you'll stay tuned for the next four churches that we have next week. We're going to be talking about the Corrupt Church, and uh, we're so excited about this series. Hopefully you've been blessed by it. Why don't you email a request of a song at requests, plural, at thealterlife.com. Where did this
1: tasty lick come from?
0: The Altar Life.
1: With Brent and Jeff. Ever
0: Stays Red Anthem. We're getting ready to come out, but we got a couple more things to say before we go. Yeah,
1: the book of Jude. I would recommend you
0: guys just read that.
1: But at the very end of Jude, um, Jude says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. It's so important to cling to Jesus. Um, When you know the truth, the truth, (laughs) the Bible says, will set you free. And um, the truth can allow you to be able to discern truth, you know, what's true and what's not. And um, getting to know the real thing is really important. And uh, we just want to challenge you tonight um, to actually know the real thing. Do you know the real thing tonight? Um, It's so important to know Him, Jesus,
0: the Word of God, the truth. And um, you can do that tonight. Absolutely. Uh, we, uh, like Brent had said, that great analogy is when you know the genuine thing, everything else just pales and, and it sticks out like a sore thumb like that, ah, that doesn't drive. That's not the real deal. And uh, the one real thing is Jesus Christ, you know, and uh, we are so, um, we're so excited um, to be able to say that on the air You know, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, we will never see the day when we're when we're not able to talk about absolute truth anymore. But it's heading that way, so grab onto that truth while, while you can. And uh, it's very important. And then, you know, you have those rewards that Jesus has promised about him satisfying you and and all those different things and and, uh, adopting you, which is an amazing thing just to think about that. (laughs) Yeah, like it's
1: a relationship. It's not like just knowing a bunch of true principles. It's like actually knowing a person in Jesus Christ who saved you from your sin, who's died and risen again so that you can live and you can know what's true and what's not in this crazy world that we're in. Um, so, if you haven't made that commitment or that, having a decision on that relationship with Jesus, um, we just want to challenge you to just, um, talk to the Lord tonight. He's there, wherever you are, and just tell him that, um, you know, that you realize that you're a sinner, that you've been fo- going down the wrong path, and, um, you know, that you want to know what's true, and you want him to show you what's true, and you want to know the truth. Um, Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And, um, if you want real life and truth, He's the way th- he's the way. So um believe in him tonight.
0: Till next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. The altar life.